On this episode, the Argos rehash the old cardiac win, lock up the East while doing so. Crack those gold ones, it's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. I'm Clay Chisholm. You can find me at All Kinds of Clay. And uh, joining us as always, he is our resident historian from ArgoFans.com. The VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Hi, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or www.argofans.com. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm. That was a little late cracking open the cold one. Thank, thanks. Uh, it was a little late on the draw there. You can find me on the uh, on the interwebs. <clears throat> you can find me personally on Twitter and threads at DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. We have a merchandise store that's up. It's got a whole got got a bunch of stuff on there. Still working on some new stuff. Hopefully, get get that up soon. Get that up hopefully before the playoffs. That's at DoubleBlueOrder.ca. Well, gentlemen, I, I think we can finally breathe now. Are you kidding me? I had to, I had to get a, get my defibrillator recharged for one. <laughs> yeah, and, I think and, I think and, I had a heart attack about twice it's, in the last it, ten minutes. I mean, it's been it's been a minute since we've had since we've had a nippy bum ending. Yeah, it made my made my made my ass go like a rabbit's nose. I had to be told not to break the TV. <laughs> My poor dog I, like powering. I I was wondering if I was going to channel a Dallas Cowboys fan and destroy my TV. Thank God I didn't. <laughs> I mean, one I that would probably not be good for me. Um, and, and two, I would have missed the the. That ending, holy shit. Yeah. Played like... Like you... They played like garbage for a good portion of the game. Um, And yeah, garbage, yeah. garbage for Toronto's sake, because they still only held Montreal to 20 points. Yeah, they, they weren't exactly... They weren't exactly on their... They weren't exactly on their best. No. But but thankful but thankfully they were still able to pull this one out. Yeah, Chad Kelly, uh stats wise, twenty one of thirty five, two seventy three and a touchdown. Uh AJ Willette, ten carries, fifty three yards and a touchdown. Uh Deontay McMahon ended up with two carries, thirty yards. Uh Andrew Harris, one carry, thirteen yards. And Chad had an eight-yard run as well. Uh, looking at the receiving yards, we've got Tommy Neal leading the way. Seven catches, 82 yards. DeMonte Coxey, four catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. What a touchdown it was. Uh, Unger, three catches, 51 yards. Brissett, two for 35. DeVaris Daniels had one for 19. AJ Willett, 
Sorry. No, <laughs> Double D was way off his game. Way off his game. Yes. Uh, AJ Willette, two for nine. Andrew Harris, one for four. And McMahon had uh, one for negative two. Um, Darius Pickett had a game. 13 tackles. Actually, 15 now. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, he got he got informed that two that he got credit for two more. <laughs> 15 tackles, jeez. He was all over the place. Yeah. Uh Mason Pierce, eight tackles. Royce Mechie, five. Winton McManus, four and two sacks. Brandon Barlow, four and three sacks. And a fumble and- recovery. Uh, Jordan Williams had four. Quantes Stiggers had three. Uh, then we got uh, Flo had two. With a fumble recovery. Recovery as well, yeah. Um, Hendricks, Oakman. Uh, Oakman's one, one tackle was a sack. Robbie Smith, Jones, and Edward uh, rounded out the tackles there. And let's not forget the true owner of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Jamal Peters, got an interception. Yes. Yes. That was quite something. It was. Um. Yeah, I. You know, we have like you mentioned off off the top, Doug. We haven't had one of those in a long time. I don't want another one. <laughs> To be fair, neither do I, but it make it makes it makes things exciting though. Yeah. It definitely does. Two two minutes, they go down, score to tie it. And in doing so they had to drive the entire length of the field. Right? That was that that was the drive that started on like the one yard line, right? Well, no, no, sequ- it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Yeah, no, no, no. The sequence was like the Argos were up 13-3. Donegan jinxed them. And Montreal goes up 20-13. to 13. So the, the um, Alouettes are driving. Winton McManus gets a sack, pushes them back. They go for 50-yard field goal, misses. Leak brings it out. Takes a, uh, there's a penalty on the play. Argos are backed up to their own one. Argos go third and three from their own eight. Draw a PI penalty on DeMonte Coxie. Argos drive down length of the field, get game-tying touchdown, only to be called back by an idiotic, unnecessary roughness penalty. While the ball was in flight, if I hear that again, I'm going to scream. That was when the TV was almost broken. Argos go for it on third, miss. Stop Montreal to and out on their next drive. Chad Kelly says, fuck you refs, and throws a touchdown pass to Coxie. And then Cody Fajardo with the gift of a lifetime. Antonio and Darius Peggett hits him. Ball goes flying, and Peters goes. Beatty kicks a field goal. We have heart attacks because Tyson Philpott takes the ball into Montreal territory. And then the Dwayne Hendricks experience ends it. 
with the blocked field goal. Yes. I like this Will Reviews games. I was pretty damn good. Um, well, you know what, since, since, okay, Will, let's start off with the the good, the bad, and the ugly. What's up? Um, let's go ugly first. Uh, Cody Fajardo, what the hell are you, do? I mean, I know what he was trying to do, but, jeez. I know you got hit, but in that situation... Ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. As the French commentator says, oof. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to throw the... the, the, uh, Ugly on uh, on the Toronto offense for uh, the second and third quarters, and the majority of the fourth, because they just they they two field goals. Like I get it, everybody has an off day, but it was still ugly. Doug, where are you at? Uh, you guys pretty much went to where I was going to go twice, so that's fine. <laughs> that's okay. that's good. That's fine. All right. Where are you going next, Doug? Um, <clears throat> since we went ugly, I figured let's let's go to the opposite end. Let's go good. There was an I mean, for the fact that we had that like the offense didn't was had, had an off game. Good Lord. Dwayne Hendricks. <laughs> you magnificent human being. He has. Uh, he has been great this season. I mean, that I mean, that block was he, he, he just on that block. You just see him. Get that big old bear's paw up there and swat the ball. So, I mean, from the, from the way, yeah, from the way it looked, though, I mean, from the way it looked, like I think it would have. I mean, I think it probably it would have gone through. So this that was a big, 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 big play. Oh yeah, uh, Dinwiddie said it was going. That was going. Dinwiddie said it was going through. Yeah. But thanks to Dwayne Hendricks, don't have to worry about that going through. But man, yeah, that that uh, yeah, eh. my heart's still racing when we start talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, where, what's your good? Look, uh, I, I definitely get that Chad Kelly struggled for a lot of that game, but 
He turned it on when he had to. He said down 2013, we're not not clinching this by today. That makes sense. We're not well, not obvi- clinching this by tonight. And he made sure that the buy was clinched. No, after coming back, you know, after after um, getting the penalty on the supposed game-winning touchdown and then turning the ball over on downs, to come back and, and throw that, you know, that first pass to Brissett and then the touchdown pass to Coxey, as Chuck Swirsky would say, onions, baby, onions. Yeah, he definitely showed us showed us exactly what he's what he's made of. Um, <laughs> Goddamn, another reason why we should be very happy that the Argos went after him. The man is, yeah, he's. The man is cold, cold blood. He just went out there and just, all right, like you said, fuck the refs. 13 seconds and goes down and scores. 13 seconds, two plays was the, was the uh, tying drive. And he dropped that one. It, it was just exactly where only Coxie could catch it. Yep. It was beautiful. Ah, Sebo. It's beautiful. Um, You know what, since, you know, we, we mentioned uh, Darius Pickett, uh, 15 tackles, two of them tackles for loss. I, I don't think you can say enough about the that guy. You really can't. He, he, no. Uh, he had himself a game against Montreal. That's for Berenshaw. Yeah. And I wonder if he's like Boris and he also hates Montreal now. <laughs> I was I was going to I thought about going there because I, I never saw that reaction until they posted it today where he's telling all the Montreal fans to go home. That was <laughs> that was great to see. Yep. We must have had somebody in the uh, crowd that he was chirping with. Oh, guaranteed. Oh, psh, fuck yeah. Especially since he played there for what four or five years, so um, I guess that could be the you know the bad to the bone kind of thing. Bad, you know, Boris Beatty showing no chill. Mm. All right, Will, you got any bad? Uh, bad, like, well. Any way you want to look at it. The defense allowed too many yards in the second half. I mean, until the end where they got the key pick, you know, he sacked, but for, you know, the third quarter and a lot of the fourth, you know, in the first half, they were getting the, you know, the pressure on Fajardo. He had no time to do anything. He had like 10 completions for 48 yards. But just seemed in the second half, he turned on, you know, good Cody and... It was, you know, they, they couldn't stop anything. Hello? Yeah. 
Sorry, I got I, I got enthralled with something. <laughs> Doug, what was your what was a your punt. bet? Dealer's punt? No. I just I saw something that I was, that I was like, what the hell is that? Looks like a shooting star. Oh. Um. I don't think they solved the kickoff return coverage problem. No. No. That's something that they're going to have. They really need. Well, they're on top of a bunch of other things. That's one thing they're going to have to. That was one thing they got to take a look at because. Well, this it could be. They could. And, I mean, especially coming into the later stretch. Now coming into this late stretch of the season, that could become a problem. Mm-hmm. could definitely become a problem and that needs to get fixed and we we know they can fix it Mm -hmm. just need them to do it because they have fixed it so they have fixed it before and then it became a problem again i think they just got to figure figure it out with the um dealing with the the various injuries that they're they're working through right now Mm -hmm. because i have a feeling that that plays into some of that kickoff coverage. Because as much as we we uh, give Haggerty the uh, the the gears for his uh, his coverage, he is a demon on special teams. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's a huge loss for the special teams, and you know that's something they got they got to plug up. Somebody's got to step up. Oh, but in doing in in doing so and winning that that game in the the last literally the last second, um, we have now clinched first place in the East with still a third of the season left to play. It's Woo! like that. That's that's insane. It really is. You you have six games left to play, and none of them mean anything in, as far as the standings go. Not for us. So I think now the challenge is to get the get, well. I don't think it's going to be much of a challenge to. Get these guys up to play um but uh yeah you you, you know yeah for some reason i just i really don't see it being a problem i know a lot of people have been saying you know now you got to get them you know make sure they get get up for each game like this team i don't see that as a problem at all well and, and i mean like you're not gonna rest them all for six games i mean no, you no, you can't. Sorta, you can't. You know, they probably have to play a lot of their guys for against Winnipeg. Yep. That's a game, you know, statement game. Yep. Then, you know, you want to put a full lineup out for the 150th game coming up in a few weeks. 
Yes. That, I mean, you, you can figure. I mean, there's a lot. There's some guys who need to nurse bumps and bruises. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But you can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, realistically, like we've already got the seasons. We've already got the Ballard locked up against them. We realistically could throw the scout team and still beat them. I think. Well, I mean, they did beat Winnipeg, so I wouldn't get two. I mean... They also beat BC as well, and what did we do? We we pants them by 14 at the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. this team, they... Winnipeg is not at the caliber they were last year or the year before. They're just not. Um, and we match up very well against Hamilton. But saying that, they're coming to town on, on Saturday. And... You know, I'm not. I I think you might see a couple people resting, um, or seeing some of the backups get a little bit more playing time. I want to see more out of this McMahon kid. Yeah, I think we probably will see more of him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the status of Andrew Harris. Um, yeah, he took a pretty. He took a pretty wicked hit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we've also got to worry about, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage. Not, no, Isaiah Cage. <laughs> God damn. Nicholas Cage. God, gone. <laughs> Why we got to worry about him? Was he gone in 60 seconds? Apparently. Yeah. Did he fly con, did he fly con air to, to, uh, Montreal? Put the ball uh, back in the box. That, that, and he hangs out with, uh. Uh, Pauly Shore. Because yeah. oh, they're, na- na- they're neighbors. Uh, what a national treasure. Biodome. Encino Man. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. Nick, or, uh, Nick Isaiah Cage went down and uh, didn't come back in the game. So we got, I'm, you know, my guess is we'll probably see him rest a little bit if he's uh, still banged up. Um, we'll probably see Trevin Tate back in the lineup. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's you know I, th- I think with some of these injuries they're going to uh, they're they're going to be forced to sit some people to to help them uh, recover and get some rest. So we will see probably see. More of the uh, the backups and stuff in there. I I imagine that uh, we'll see some of the the. I'm not sure if we'll see um much of uh, Cameron Dukes or uh, Brian Scott in this in the this week coming, but probably a little bit more once uh, the one fiftieth is done. But going into this game on Saturday, I, I think we 
Yeah, we just got to do what we normally do. Pound the pound the ball, run over this this offense, and then or run over this de- their defense, and you know, take what they give you until they make a mistake, and you're throwing up here. You're going out there and scoring a touchdown in 13 seconds. Yeah. Mhm. This is my charitable weekend. Oh yes, yes, that's right. That's right. I get to boo you. Um, so my so my voice is gonna be burned out before I even get into the stadium. Mm. Yes. And you are a much better fan than I. I'll tell you that much right now. Because people, because I mean, even if like for charity, okay, but you'd still have to, but it still have you'd still have to pay me at least twenty grand to get those colors on me. Mm. Uh, well, I have I. I may not see it uh, pre-game because I don't know if I'm going to make it out to the the tailgate. My uh, university-bound son is uh, going to be in Hamilton at a ultimate frisbee tournament with his unit with his university. So probably going to be heading out there before the game, and there's a chance he may actually be able to come to the game is that what he got so the scholarship for no no no, no. Oh, okay. scholarship was uh was um marks was yeah was marks was just the the standard entrance scholarship because he had uh was in the 80s so but yeah no he, he joined the ultimate frisbee team and uh they're bringing uh, both the a and b team down to a, a tournament in Hamilton this coming weekend and he's going with them and if he's got the evening the evening off he's going to come to the Argo game he didn't think he was going to come but bonus Boy, hope he does hope he does Jamie needs Jamie needs all the help he can get with the flags. <laughs> yeah that, that'll probably if that happens I think Jamie's gonna, Jamie's probably going to have an extra beer six <laughs> he's gonna have six before he gets it before he gets through the door i said an extra oh okay on top of what he normally does well so but yeah it yeah so we, we may see both the the dark or the uh the oxford and the cambridge blue argo flags flying in 116 so <sighs> Yeah, it's always nice when we beat Hamilton. Yeah, that, that reminds me, I should check the streamer budget. <laughs> I know, I know, we already blew it after after like game four. <laughs> I was, but but I mean with but I mean with them coming to town, yeah, we might have to reload. Ah, uh, I might have to go and snag a few oh. myself. Fans, <laughs> if you fans, if you're sitting in the south end zone. If you could do us an awesome favor, go to your local Dollarama and raid their streamer section. Blue and white in particular. Any blue and white. And then anytime the Argos score. Especially touchdowns. Like yeah. field goals, not so much, but especially touchdowns. You'll, trust me. You'll, 
And if anybody still doesn't have a ticket for that game, they can uh, they can join us in the in the end zone. Just uh, use uh, code uh, Argo Podcast twenty three. Get twenty up to twenty five percent off tickets. We got you. Ah, uh, and I mean, there's not much other news has come out so far in the league yet. Uh, yet this this week, um, Ottawa blew but we game. Yeah. Um. But the one thing I think we got to shout out is uh, friend of the show and uh, Argo's color commentator and uh, ex. Argo's host Ben Grant coached his uh, semi-pro GTA team to their uh, their championship in their league this past week. So good on you, Ben! Congratulations to you and your team. Yes. Woo! Congratulations, Muzzle Tov. Yeah, I knew you. I knew he was a good coach. I didn't. I I was yeah. I didn't I for some reason I didn't think he was coaching this year, but I guess I was wrong. Oh, well, now we can go to uh Will's favorite part of the show. And uh let's fu- let's do some fantasy. <laughs> Awful this year. No, we started out great. And then, then we, the wheels fall off. Yeah. Um, yeah, now it's going to be the... the it, I think we got to take a, take a hard look on whether or not uh, Chad Kelly is, uh, is going to be our pick at quarterback. Just I think depending on how many reps we see him take in practice, because if we're seeing the other guys start to take take some more reps, we're probably going to see them more often. Mm, um, so you know this game, I'm still I'd still go Chad Kelly as my quarterback. But now yeah. here's another. But here's the question, though: Do you still continue to go with our boy AJ in the running back spot? That's that's a tough one. I think that I think that's another one we're going to have to see. You know, have to get some eyes at practice to see uh, how often he's taking the first team reps. Yeah. Like I think that's where we're going to have to start looking at. You know, and I mean. I the, the the Tommy Neal pick for uh, $3,500 was probably a good one. And I think it's he's probably going to see a little more playing time, especially with uh, with uh, Gittins. Gittins down. Uh, that, that, uh, yeah, I think that. Cam Phillips went down. So, so yeah. yeah. You know, I I would Neil's a, is a great value pick in there. He 
catches nearly him and Unger catch nearly everything that's thrown their way. So, and uh, Neil is probably going to see targets a little bit more because he's playing that uh, that Cam Phillips spot, and Cam Phillips was your your over the middle guy. Mm. So, and he was the most targeted receiver on there. So, yeah, hey. I can need him to get a touchdown. Yes, yes. We need them to do that. We definitely need them to do that. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think things a little bit more wide open now. I mean. Yeah, because we're coming into the final. Because, <clears throat> we're, I mean, we're in the final third of the season now. So, realistically the teams that are on the playoff bubble are going to, are going to be pushing hard. Yep. I, the, the Argos pro- will probably push hard maybe half the time now. Cause I figure the game against Hamilton, basically these next three games, they're probably still going to go balls to the wall. And then after that, they're going to start rotating everybody out. That's what I figure. Yep. So, Yeah, then I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm. This, I may, uh, you know, think that uh, you know Vernon Adams might be worth a kick at the tires if he's not too too bad, if he fits in at some point. But uh, definitely, you know, a BC receiver in there for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean your jugger, your your other stat juggernaut, Winnipeg is uh, is on the on their bye week this week, so don't have that them in there. And you got, you know, I think there's plenty of value to go around here. I think there's a lot of value out there to go around. I think it's just going to be mixing and matching and figuring out uh, what works for your seventy thousand dollars in there. Pretty much, like. Like, and you might you might be able to get like one player from every team onto your team if you really really wanted to. Yeah, they're pretty close to that. Um, but yeah, I think we we you know we'll we'll, we'll wait and. See. See on the on the Chad Kelly and AJ Willette to see what uh, reports we get out of practice. Um, but yeah, we'll probably have to find some uh, some value in there, and and I think there's going to be even more value out there because it uh, looks like uh, Jamal Morrow is that's going to be a out of Saskatchewan, and. Um, I believe Kevin Brown was a little bit banged up uh, from Edmonton too, and they were guys that. But he is facing the BC run defense, and they've been pretty goddamn good. So, even if he doesn't there, um, yeah. All right, yeah, flip coins. All right, let's go to. 
uh, to our picks here. So we start the week off. Saskatchewan is in Ottawa. <laughs> this this <laughs> is Will gonna punt this week? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like I have a feeling you're gonna punt here. <laughs> I'm. I think Will may just you know concede a safety and just <laughs> walk off the field mid-game at this point. I will just say screw it and just yeah. Uh, I'm picking Saskatchewan because they're a little bit better than Ottawa right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll 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 get into I'll get into my opinion on Ottawa in the three minute warning, but <sighs> they won the last matchup, but only just Saskatchewan. Yes. Yes. Won the last matchup, but only just, I think. I think they'll do it again. All right. Ah. And then we got to do something rash and they'll lose. And then we got the, uh, the second of the uh, Friday night doubleheader and another one that's starting at nine 30. So it's going to start while the other game's still likely still going on. Uh, BC in Edmonton. BC in Edmonton. Yeah, I think their home winning streak comes to an end. And I think BC takes it, but Edmonton's... Edmonton has been playing well. That sounds weird. They've won four of their last five. Yep. After going 0-9. Yeah. But they've won four of their last five. Mm-hmm. And despite them digging themselves that big of a hole, the last time these two played, well, let's put it this way. They've been outscored in this in the season series 49 to nothing. <laughs> Are you saying that BC, uh, Edmonton will get points this time? They'll, they'll probably get points, but they won't beat BC. No. They won't even, I don't think they're going to even come remotely close. It'll probably be something like, uh, let's see. I'm just going to do some quick. BC 31 34. to 31 to seven. I was going to say 31, seven BC. I was going to give them a little bit, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit more leeway here. I'm going to go uh, 34, 17 in favor of BC. Uh, Will 31, 19 Edmonton. Ooh. Wow. Big spender. Uh, then we got uh, the Saturday games at four o'clock. We've got Montreal in Calgary. Calgary coming off the bye. Um, Calgary's got a pretty good uh, defensive line, but they've been goddamn Jekyll and Hyde. 
God damn. They come out and look great, and then they come out and look like crap. And there's no in between. I I'm gonna take Montreal just for ABC anybody but Calgary. I'm gonna take Calgary for ABM anybody but Montreal. So it comes down to me. Hmm. Well. You know, uh, I'll give you the scenario that I want to see. I want Calgary to win. All right. And then uh, we've got the final game of the week. Hamilton coming to town to face your East Division champion, 11-1, Toronto Argonauts. By the way, Hamilton is spelled with a capital L now. (laughs) Uh, I've been doing that for months, and Hoagie just started catching on. Small H, uh, capital L. (laughs) 43-43. 13, Toronto. And the only reason I, I don't I don't go into the 50s is because I think we're going to see some uh, some backups playing a little bit more uh, because they're going to be up early. Will. Um. Doug, what do you got? I'm going to, you know what? I think it's going to be another, well, I don't want to say it's going to be close because I don't think it's going to be as, I I still think it'll be at least a one score game in favor of the good guys. But I'm just trying to figure out exactly where it would end up. I'm thinking it's going to be something like 36, 36-21. All right, Will? 9-5 to five, Toronto. We'll be bored. 9-5? to five. It doesn't matter. That's, that's, that's like the standard shift at the steel mill, dude. You know, but it doesn't matter. Still a win. I mean, it's still a rival. We've got to get up for the rival at least. Yeah, I don't want to lose. I don't want to have a loss on our record to them this year. Uh, and with that, Doug, it's your time to shine. It's a three-minute warning. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? Okay. First off, we're gonna go locale of the month. Locale of the month. Not the week. The month. And it's not of the season either because we've already because I've already got to we've already got to got to do a vote for that. The Ottawa Red Blacks are your locale of the month. They blew a 19 point lead in like the final 3 minutes against BC. That is like that is like 
unbel that is unbel unbelievably catastrophically bad. Yep. And the thing is, we're all going to be laughing at him because of it. Until until we see one and they start crying, and then we'll have to then we'll have to say, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you know, have a beer, you know. But I mean, like, yeah, wow. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Wow, that is catastrophic, like, un cat unbelievably catastrophically terrible. I mean yeah. that that is that is that is of uh, right now that is the choke job of the season. Yep. That beats that beats out what happened to Edmonton. This is the choke <laughs> job of the year so far. Yeah, because I, I I remember checking that score. I'm like, oh wow. They get they're gonna they're gonna beat them, and then they didn't. And then Lucky Whitehead caught caught the ball in the end zone, and we're like, "I'm kind of laughing at it." I'm yeah. I I was I was I was laughing a little bit, not like super full on laughing. I know you were, but I mean, I was kind of I was kind of having a sensible chuckle. Will was probably on the floor, friggin' laughing his guts out. Oh man, how you! Like, exactly. How is that possible? In the final three minutes of the game, pretty much. It's Ottawa. That's the, it. Could be any team. Someone it could be. A, someone posted a stat today. Apparently, the Argos have more wins this year than the Ottawa does in three years. <laughs> oh, oof! Ouch! God damn. That hurts. Well, I wouldn't say that. Well, hurts for them. Doesn't hurt for us. Well, yeah, but yeah. It's about time we did something good. About time we did something that didn't hurt us, too. Exactly. Um, You know what? I'd like to... I would like to also take a short little jaunt over to U Sports as well. All right. And uh, I'll be I'll be honest. Like I've I've been I've been keeping up I've been keeping up with it this year. And now I'm at the point where I'm where I'm watching it and I'm feeling very very sorry. For York University. I mean, I know, I know they've got a, I know their football program has got a lot to be desired, right? But they actually have a half decent stadium out that way now. Yep. It's just a damn shame that they don't have the team to match. <laughs> because, like, I, I mean. If you haven't really kept up, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> allow me to, um, uh, it's, it, it's, it's God awful. Like this is, 
this is back to the uh, the time when they literally went on their like forty nine or fifty three game losing streak. Like it was an it's an automatic win. They're barely competitive. It's not fair to the kids. No. Like I think I've been on record here. If they're not, if, if the school's not going to give the program the resources to su- remotely succeed, why do they keep trotting a team out there every year? Probably, yeah, that... probably because the OUA won't let them quit. Possibly, yeah. yeah. It's it's just like what happened. Just like what happened to U of T several years, like quite a few years ago yeah. where their where their football program was so god awful they actually wanted to pull out entirely they wanted to pull out of football and the and the CIS at the time said hell no you're not so they stopped so they basically forced the varsity blues to stay in it and they're actually not doing that bad no Nowadays, they're not doing that bad. I mean, they're still they're kind of they're still very much mid, but I mean, they're they're a long ways from their. They're not a complete laughing stock anymore. No, no, that is that is very clearly gone to York. I mean, the U of T was so bad at one point and they had so few people that wanted to play for them that they actually dressed a 50-year-old quarterback. That's how bad that that team was. And no it was and no it wasn't Damon Allen. <laughs> yeah. No offense to him. We love you, Damon. If he could, he probably would have. Oh, totally. Yes. <laughs> I I have no doubt of that at all. I mean, God, if somebody would uh, would you know let that let that man have pads in a jersey, he would go out there tomorrow. Totally, <sighs> I think he would. But yeah, it's it's like it's like this is this is where this is where like the whole idea of like what was oh what what was that idea they had. Where they basically took the top, like the top ten teams in the country, put them all into one conference. Yeah, they had that idea a while back, and I honestly, I honestly think they should really seriously consider that. Yeah, um, because yeah, because you you've got teams like that in the uh, the Atlantic Conference. Um, you've got you. Usually one or two teams are almost a laughing stock in the West every year. Yeah. And the, yeah. I think, yeah. And it's like, and then you have like, well, RSEC doesn't really have anybody that's a laughing stock because they're all friggin' powerhouses over there. It doesn't matter who the hell you pick. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, but, and, and then you might even get, you know, some of these, uh, like there's some, some universities, like there's a, there's a league, in Atlantic Canada that 
there's only four teams. And there are only four teams because they they can't compete on the U Sports level, but they can compete against each other. You got Dalhousie, PEI, New Brunswick, and shoot, can't remember the other one. Memorial? Four teams in that league, and they literally just play each other, and that's it. This isn't football, is it, though? No, it's football. Really? Yes. Because I know, because I know the schools that are football schools, and that's Acadia, Mount Allison, Saint Mary's, and Saint Effects. Yep. Those are those are the. And then you have the football only bishops. Yep. Other than but, that, the 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 remaining schools there aren't football schools. No, they're not football schools, but they do have. There's four of them that have football teams. I was shocked to find out that they actually had their own league, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to look that up. Because, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, but yeah, pity party for York University. And then, and then, all CFL on Reddit posted on Twitter, essentially a replay of the final moments of Western and Queens. Yeah. And it was essentially, it was Western getting a touchdown and the, (laughs) and the, the commentator who was very clearly for Queens lost his lost his mind. <laughs> and it, it was it was the radio broadcast, and I I I listened to it. I'm like, oh wow, I've I've heard something like this before. <laughs> uh, mainly at mainly out of you, it was like out of U.S. schools who were like U.S. high schools that are like, no, damn it, no. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Because it's like, damn it, damn it, Queens, why couldn't you stop Western? I fucking hate, I fucking hate the Mustangs. Well, what do you expect? Was, what do you expect from someone who supports Laurier and who lives in Kitchener? Anyway, um, now there's, I think, one last thing I need to touch on, and I know she meant well by this, but. Uh, why, oh why, did you have to pose the question, is the 2023 Argonauts the best team ever? Why, oh why, did you have to pose that question? Because I, because the answer right now is still emphatically no. No, they haven't won anything. Nope. It's still emphatically no. But now you've got that. Now what? This was Christina Costable's article, by the way. What she's done is she's put the put the she's put a shadow. Well, not a shadow. Sorry, wrong terminology. 
she's put like it seems like she put bad juju on it on us a little bit because because now it's going to be like every win we're well, every, everyone's going to be like yeah we're the best ever it's like um you uh, my sweet summer child you do you do, weren't around in 96 and 97 were you If if this yeah, team, if, I mean, if this team comes out and just thoroughly trounces everybody with, even with like the third, even with the third stringers, then possibly I'd say, then possibly you can, you can make the case. But for now, no, absolutely not. This team's not winning games 46 to three. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not winning them. Like they're not, they're winning them. Yes, but they're not winning them in the same convincing fashion yeah i mean just i mean take it i mean listen to some of these scores from this is from the 97 team listen to some of these scores okay uh let's see against the against the alouettes 46 to 8 against against them 46 to 3 against the blue bombers the following week 66 to 25 Against the Bombers again, 41 to 9. Against the Lions, 46 to 3. These Argos are not doing that. <laughs> when they start doing that on the regular, then I think we could then I think we can start asking that question. Oh, let's not, oh, let's not forget the Grey Cup game where they where they absolutely obliterated the Rough Riders 47-23. Yeah, Clay. Okay. So so let's we're not like And I mean Montreal was a damn good team that year too. They went th- like the Argos went 15 and 5, the Owls went 13 and or 15 and 3, sorry, the Argos went the Owls went thirteen and five. So, like, th- it was a it was a it was a two horse race in the East that season. The Alouettes went thirteen and five and had a negative point four point against ratio. Look it up; it's true. Weird season. Great season, <laughs> but anyway, that. But anyway, that's that's the. But yeah, so anyone who's like, oh, this is the best team ever with Jack Kelly, whatever, just pump the brakes a little bit. Let's get through this season, including winning the Grey Cup, before we start. Before we actually start saying, is this the best? Team? Is this the best team ever? Because, I mean, that all goes out the window if you don't want the great cup. Exactly. So. Because at that, because at that point, you're, it's like, at that point, you could say you're probably one of the greater, I wouldn't say greater choke artists out there. It just depends on how you would lose the game. But. Would you. 
I mean, realistically, if we don't, if we put up the, if we put up the regular season numbers like we're doing, and then lose the Grey Cup, yeah, let's just let's just change our logo to the Patriots and make her make it make us just make it 2007 again. <sighs> so. Okay, so a little bit of a rant there. I hate to say, but um, a little okay. bit of an update here to that. The Atlantic Football League is what it's actually called. Um, and if you want to see AtlanticFootball.co. Um, dot co. Yeah. So they couldn't afford the com. Nope. Wow. There are only three teams in this league this year. Who dropped out? University of St. John. Or St. John's University. So you've got University of uh, New Brunswick, uh, Fredericton Reds, Dalhousie Tigers, and the Holland College Hurricanes. The Holland College Hurricanes. They play... (laughs) They play out of... At the University of PEI. These must yeah. be like these are these like these are college level, are they not? Well, Dalhousie is still technically university. No, but these uh, are like com- these are like community colleges. No, well they 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 some of them have uh, um. Some of them have teams in U Sports doing other things, like the New Brunswick uh, Reds hockey team is one of the best in the nation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think Holland Holland College. I want to say they're part of the University of PEI, but I'm not 100 percent sure. All I know is that I don't like Dalhousie. Why? Yep. Look at their colors and you tell me why. It's the same reason why I don't like Waterloo. Yep. Oh, it's a bit <laughs> yellow. Yeah, thank you. It's it's a very, very old school looking logo too. And the trophy's a moose head. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we've exhausted everything we can talk about. Yeah, we have. Uh, Doug, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order. Waving flags in Section 116 at BMO Field, but also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also got a, we also have a merch store available. Go check it out, doublebleorder.ca. Will, where can they find you? On Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And you can find me, Clay Chisholm, at All Kinds of Clay on the various social media machines. You can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or go directly to Spotify. We are powered by Spotify for podcasters. So we're right on there. Save us. 
subscribe, listen, do all that fun stuff. Uh, and that's at Spotify.com. Search Argos Fancast. That does it for the Argos Fancast this week, where we figure out why there's an Atlantic Football League. Um, and beat the Ticats. Just do, that's it. That's it. That's what we do. We beat the Ticats. Go Argos.